overcoming the Zion of Adalif, avoiding litigation, shaveh kesef ra'afilu tzubin. Everybody has the right to litigation. If one's having an issue with another person, Beisdin is an option. You can go to Beisdin and you can and you can sort it out. But there is a value in sparing your counterpart the indignity of litigation because there is indignity. Oh, it's good that you're here, Ricky. This is a share that you'll be able to use. There's a certain dignity in sparing the, your counterpart and yourself the indignity of, of litigation. We're dealing here with two psukim, and we're dealing with uh, Abaya and Rova. Abaya, and you remember our friends, Abaya and Rova, we're getting to know them intimately as we work through Shas. Abaya being the more philosophic one, Rova being the more textual one. And Abaya says to Rova, there are two psukim that don't make sense together. They, they contradict one another. We're dealing with a contradiction in the Chumash. The first one, both of them are in, in Parshas Mishpatim. The first one that we look at is the Posuk we've been dealing with already. We dealt with yesterday. This is one of the, both of these Psukim are going to be foundational Psukim during Bovekama. The first one was, Ki er ish sadeh v'shilach et Somebody sends if it's animals out into somebody else's field, the animal causes damage there. Meitav sadeyu umeitav yishalem. So that we, we discussed yesterday in understanding the, the idea of, of meitav in a very beautiful and different way. Why it is that the mazik, and according to Rabbi Akiva, it goes, it's extreme. The mazik, he who causes the damage, has to pay the damage out of the best of his properties. It's not a, only a question of how much he pays. The, the amount is quantified by Beisdin. You, you, you pay X amount. But, but if he can't pay in cash and he has to pay with property, he has to use the very best of his properties to pay with, which are the most liquid of the, of the properties, the easiest ones to convert into cash. So that's the one posuk. The other posuk is Bala Bor Yishalem, in the laws of Bor, if one causes damage in the Rishus HaRabim, in, a, in the public domain, then Kesef Yashiv Leba'alav, he shall return money to its owner. V'hamet And the, the posuk is, is a little bit repetitious. Bal Habor Yishalem, the person who owns the Bor, who owns the pit, meaning he who created the pit, we've discussed that already. Kesef Yashiv Lebalav, you must give money to the owner. We've already, already said, you've got to pay, you've got to compensate him. So of course you're going to compensate him with money. Says Rashi, Yashiv Lerabot Shave Kesef Afilu Subin. Rashi, based on our Gemara, says this, that it repeats the word Yashiv. Kesef, first it says he must pay, and then it says Kesef Yashiv. Means not only does he, can he pay with money, but he can pay with anything that's worth money. Even Subin, even terrible things. He's got a bag of, uh, of oat bran. He can pay with the oat bran. Nowadays, oat bran is, is, is valuable because of the health fanatics, but, the, um, but there was a time when you threw the oat bran out. And the, uh, so you can, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's something that's almost garbage, it, but it still has a value. He can pay with that as well. It says, says Abaya, this just doesn't make sense. If we've learned this whole idea that the, the mazik has to pay from the best of his property, and we learned the amazing Natsiv that it's to teach him a lesson, not to look at what somebody else has got, but to look at what you've got, to look at your own metav, look at the good life that you've got, the aspects of your life that are good. Don't look at other people. A whole Musar idea in that we learned in the Natsiv. That being the case, what is Kesev Yashiv Levalav? You can pay him even with a bag of, of oat bran. Why would that be so? What is the principle? We've got two opposing principles here. One is get, you can pay him off with any old thing, and one is no, you've got to give him the very best of your, of your property.
That's Abayah's question of, of Rova. And the, in the Rishonim speak about Tosfus, and others speak about, you, you can't separate and say, well, this is Bor and that's Shor. They're two different things. One you've got to pay with prime property, and one you can pay with a bag of oats. That's not possible because they all work in conjunction. All the different forms of Nazikin work together. So that's how Gemara. Rami le Abayah le Rova. Ktiv meisav sadeo meitav kam o yushalem. Meitav in midiachrini law. It implies dafke meitav. You've got to use your New York property. You can't use any old thing. Vatanya yashivu rabot shavai kesef afilu subin. Lo kashya answers the Gemara. An amazing, amazing answer, which it's, it's probably Rova answering to Abayah. Kan midato kan balkocho. It depends whether he volunteers to pay the damages. He comes to the, to the Nizak and he says, you know, I'm really sorry. I bumped your car while you were gone and I... Uh, I owe you a certain amount of money, which I'm happy to pay you. That's the one example. And the other is Baal Koch. He says, I've, I've hit this person's car. I'll wait till he finds out who it is. And he looks at the, at the security cameras and he identifies me. And then maybe he won't bother to go to court. And if he does, maybe I'll be able to defend myself. And if I can't, I'll have to pay. Nothing, nothing lost in waiting until he does that. That's the difference, says, says the Gemara. Says Rashi, If he pays voluntarily and doesn't put his friend through the trouble of coming to Beisdin, then he can pay off with anything he wants because it's not being enforced by Beisdin. If he doesn't want to pay the Nezek to the Nizak, he insists on his right to go to Beisdin. Sue me if you want to. How often do you hear people say that? Sue me. So sue me. That's what he says. You want the money from me? Sue me. Try it out. If it goes through Beisdin, then he's going to have to pay with cash. He can't get rid of his second-hand junk as a way of, of paying this off. The Achronim have difficulty with this Rashi. And we're going to go jump right from Rashi into modern times. Rebleib Steinman died only six years ago. Rebleib Steinman, you remember, was the godel of the, the leader of the, of the Litvish Torah world after Rav Yoshiv died. And he has a wonderful way of looking at Gemara. He has a, sim- a simple eye to look at Gemara. And he asks questions which are sometimes so obvious that they're astounding. And he says over here, this is weird. This is like a new thing. There's a knas. We're fining him for coming to Beisdin. We're saying, really, you should pay, you should, you should volunteer. The moment you cause the damage, you, you owe. You don't have to go to Beisdin to be obligated to pay damage. The moment you, you cause damage, you're, you're obligated. Now you're sitting on money, which isn't yours. You caused $1,000 of damage. There's $1,000 of your assets that don't belong to you. Go back, go to, go and give it to the person. No, you want to wait till he sues you. So we give you a knas, we, we fine you for that? That there should even be that kind of knas in the Torah, that there's a Torah. Who's ever heard of that? This is some new knas. Where does it come from? It's some new fine, some new punishment that, that is implied in, in, in the Torah, if you understand it, Rashi's way. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Reb Nochem Partsovich, Reb Nochem was the uh, Rosh Hashiva in Mir, one of the Magid Yeshir, one of the Rosh Hashivas in Mir when I was there, so he's also a, a, a modern. 
Reb Nochem was the son-in-law of Reb Chaim Shmuelevitz, who was the Rosh Hashiva of Mir, and he's the father-in-law of Reb Asher Arieli, who's a big Rosh Hashiva in Mir at, at the moment. Reb Nochem learned with Reb Chonov Asuman and, and with Reb Boruch Ber, and I think with Reb Shimon Shkop as well. It's part of that whole school of, of thinking. Reb Nochem takes the opposite approach of Reb Leib Steinman and says, It's not that we give him a fine if he goes to Beisdin. No, the real thing is he has to pay from the best of his properties. We give him a discount if he doesn't go to Beisdin. If he avoids the trouble of going to Beisdin, he saves Beisdin the time, he saves his counterpart the time, we pay him, we reward him for that, we give him a discount. The Torah gives him a discount. And then Reb Nochem has a, has a, a problem on that. And we see this difficulty already in the Rishonim, in the Shittim Ukubetzet, there's a Gilayon that comments on Rashi Bedin. Why give him a discount if he doesn't go to Din? And why penalize him if he does go to Din? Whether you learn it like Reb Steinman or you learn it like Reb Nochem, either way, there's a cost to going to Beisdin. Asks the Shittim Ukubetzes, this is going back to the Rishonim. Why should there be a cost to going to Beisdin? Everybody's learned the Gemara. Everybody knows you're entitled to go to Beisdin. What idiot is going to volunteer to pay when he might get away without paying? You're allowed to wait for Beisdin. There's no issue in that. And if, you, and if you're not successful in Beisdin, you've got nothing to lose. Who's going to volunteer to pay? Why are we penalizing him? Because he goes to Beisdin. That is his right. Ask the Shittim Ukubetzis. Rabbeinu Hananel, going back to early Rishonim, learns it differently from Rashi. And Rabbeinu Hananel seems to be learning that the, the idea here is that If the Mazik creates the indebtedness, if the mazik brings the indebtedness to the attention of the nizak, then he designs the payment. He says, I owe you, so this is how I'm going to pay you. Because without my telling you about it, you wouldn't even know that you were damaged or that it was me. But if he procrastinates with tashlumim, and Beisdin have to claim from him, and they have to extract the money from him, and Govin Elometav. There's a law for Beisdin. Beisdin are not allowed to claim money from a mazik other than from the best property. It's a bureaucratic issue. It's not a, it's not a moral or an, ethic, an ethical issue, according to Rabbi Nechran. If you leave it for Beisdin, Beisdin have to use their, their method. Beisdin are given the right to claim from, from Idis. They're not given the right to claim from anything other than your best property. So if you've allowed it to go to Beisdin, it's got to go through the Beisdin process. That's the halacha of Beisdin. But if you want to circumvent Beisdin and pay up before it gets to Beisdin, that's different than Beisdin. Then you're not limited by the obligation of Beisdin to claim from your best property. That's how Rabbein Hananel gets around it, which is fine. That avoids Reb Leib Chasman's problem. It avoids Reb Nochem's problem. There's no issue then about why are we giving him a knas? It's got nothing to do with knas. It's just, are you going through the Beisdin system or are you going through your own system? It's two different systems. But that's not what Rashi says, right? Rashi, Rashi clearly says this is, this is about whether you're putting them through the effort or you're not. And Rashi says, Rashi is clearly different from Rabbeinu Hananel. They're understanding this issue differently. So, and so we want to understand Rashi. 
And even though the Gemara doesn't stay with us at the end of the Davzayin and Bez, the Gemara answers Abayas Kasha differently. It doesn't matter. The learning here, we've got to understand what is this process? What are they thinking? What are they learning? So here I want to give you another example of if we start with the Yesod we established in the Psicha, in our opening Shir on Seder Nezikin. I want to show you how important that Shir was and, and continued again in the in these two Shirim subsequent to that and in, in today's Shir. The idea that in the Zikin we're not just dealing with monetary claims. If this was just about monetary claims, then these questions of Reb Nochum and Reb Leib Steinman and of the Shita Mukubetis would all be valid. Why not go through the based in system? Why should you be penalized for going through the legal system? It's there for that purpose. But that's not what the Torah is about. The legal system is only there if nothing else works. The legal system is not a lechatchila. What, what did we say? Rav Yudah said, If you want to be a chosid, learn Seyed and Ezekiel. That doesn't mean to learn your legal rights. That means how to avoid having to use your legal rights. That's what it's about. Legal rights are what happens when ethics collapses. When ethics has failed, legality kicks in. But ideally, a chosid follows the way that is more ethical. And look how beautifully it, it then works. And you remember we saw the two that says, So this man's done an isu. What do you do when you've done an isu? You've eaten something by mistake. You didn't realize. What do you do? You do tshuva. He, he's done an isu. He's damaged his friend. What does he do? Don't go to Bezdin and say, sue me. Tshuva. I've done an avera. I've done something wrong. I go to my friend and I say, I've done something wrong. I need to rectify it. And the, the, the Nitziv said, Knasa, the, the purpose of the Knas of, of Metav is to refine the character of the Mazik because there's something wrong if you've been careless and you've allowed your animal to cause damage. You're not careful enough. You're not caring enough. And this is to teach you to be more caring. So we see that Seder Nezikin is there as an educational system, as a system of character development, not just as a system of legal rights. And if it's about refining, and that's the chizkun, he said, If it's about refining character, then of course the way we structure it is circumvent the legal system. Because what we want to encourage, the Torah wants to encourage you is not to use the legal system, even if it costs you a little bit more. So what? So you avoid all the indignity. Now look at the words in Rashi, because the words in Rashi are really important, and I'm so surprised that nobody seems to notice the words of Rashi. Rashi doesn't say he forces it through Beisdin. And Beisdin. the Giloyan quotes Rashi that way. I don't know if he has a different Gilsa in Rashi or what it is. Rashi says, the, the, the Giloyan says in the Shita Mukubetes. He's causing the Beisdin to have to go to the trouble. You're, imp, you're implementing, you're calling on the legal system. And for that, you're penalized. There's a cost to use the legal system. But that's not what Rashi says. Rashi says the issue is that lo you're causing him, you're saving him the trouble. This is not about Beisdin. This is about your friend. You're avoiding him the indignity. Rashi uses the word litzok to shout out, to cry in Beisdin. Why does Rashi say litzok? You don't have to be tzoyik in Beisdin. You just get your lawyer. He goes to Beisdin. He submits, he submits the case. It's all done quietly. Nobody has to shout. It's not there. What's litzok? there's an indignity to have to go and find out who it is and call you to Beisdin. And and for for the Nizak, it feels like I'm shouting at you. 
I'm yelling at you. You've damaged me. That's an indignity. Why put a person through that indignity when you know you owe him something? Why not just pay him and save him the, the dignity? Rashi says it's about dignity of your friend. It's that the Torah wants you to, to prevent the other from having to go through the indignity of a court case. And if you do, you are rewarded. And whether you go with Reb Nochem's way that you're rewarded if you do, or you go with Reb Leib Steinman's way that you're penalized if you don't, it doesn't matter. Yes, Reb Leib Steinman, there is a class in the Torah. We learned that already from the Nitziv, that there's such a thing as the Torah penalizing you so that you learn your lesson. And yes, Reb Nochem, there is such a thing as a discount because you're avoiding the tsar, you're avoiding the indignity of a court case for your friend. And that's something worthy of schar, that's something worthy of being rewarded. Because as Rav Yehuda says in, uh, in Bovekama later on, if you learn these ideas of how to be a chosid, a chosid is not somebody who's always in court. A chosid is not somebody who's always suing and countersuing. A chosid is somebody who avoids the indignity of a court case. The kaim milid and zikin. The Rav Yudah doesn't just say, learn the zikin. He says, live by nezikin. And this is an example of what living by nezikin means. If you understand this Rashi, and you understand our answer to the kashias of the achronim, you'll see what living by nezikin means is avoiding the, even the, indign- the indignity of somebody doing what he's entitled to do, of somebody doing what he's alakhiti permitted to do. But for you to think ahead and say, but I can avoid him the indignity. We can sort this out ourselves. We don't have to go to court. And if I can't sort it out, I'll pay him. It's okay. It's only money. I'm saving a human being's dignity with a few pennies. Why wouldn't I do that? That's L'Kayim Milid and Ezekiel. That's L'Mevi Chasida. That's a person who wants to be a righteous human being.